0: being in the area of Jerusalem and Judea of being persecuted by those who had not turned to Christ, who still believed that they were following God, and they were being pressured to go back unto an old law that none of them had kept in the first place. And as we know from Scripture, the nature of God and his patience with us, we still need to be reminded of the severity that is involved in our serving God. We forget at times, as the Hebrew writer began that book, God who at various times and in various ways, Spoken times past to the fathers by the prophets, as in these last days spoken to us by his Son, in whom he had appointed heir of all things, through whom also he had made the worlds. The concept of this nature of God in caring for his created world. In caring for the individuals whom he had created in his own likeness. Had always had a plan. And a purpose for his creation. And he had not always revealed it in a way that they may have wanted it. Or desired it. Or had understood it to be but there is no way that man will be able to fully comprehend the way of God or the mind of God as the hebrew writer gives some background again as to who this jesus is he reminds excuse me he reminds them what they had left, and to remind them of a history that went along with what they had left. He reminds them that they ought to give the more earnest heed in verse chapter 2, verse 1, to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. For the word spoken through angels proved steadfast. And every transgression and every disobedience received a just reward. How shall we escape? If we neglect so great a salvation. Which as the first began to be spoken by the Lord. And was confirmed to us by those who heard him. as you read here in the hebrew letter as well as the references back to the old testament is that reminder again of the love of god the purity of god and the justice of god separate and apart from human beings, if you will. His word stands regardless if we follow it or not. His word, his promises are true, whether we follow them or not. And the writer who's going to use Hebrew of, the Hebrews of old The Israelites coming up out of the land of Canaan, out of the land of Egypt, going towards the land of Canaan. Here and elsewhere they are reminded of the multitude that left and how they left the land of Egypt. What was involved for them to be able to leave was the obedience to the commands that God had given But once they obeyed those commands, the battle was not over. There was to still be that concept of trusting God without fully understanding the method that God has chosen. What correlation is there between the blood of a lamb that had been slain being placed on the doorpost and on the lintel of a house to do with the saving of the firstborn in that house outside of what God stated to do. As they leave the land of Egypt, They were led by that pillar of cloud by day and that pillar of fire by night. God leading them. Theirs was but to follow Him. And yet Israel of old looked at the physical life in which they were involved in and had their doubts about God's ability to deliver them they balked at the Red Sea they questioned God in the wilderness and the writer as he's writing here is asking the question if God dealt with them who disobeyed how much more so do you believe it will be for us if we neglect this salvation that God has provided. Go into chapter 3. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him who anointed him, as Moses was also faithful to his house. He's going to talk about some things that hadn't been brought up or discussed in great detail, if you will, through Israel of old. Some things that they were learning as they were going along. Again, he will continue down there in verse 7 and 8. Today if you will hear his voice. Do not harden your heart as in the rebellion in the days of Israel in the wilderness. Look how they harden the heart against God. God has asked us, through the sending of his son. To believe that He, Jesus, is the salvation of our souls through the blood that He shed on that cross. And that our soul is of of supreme importance to God. It's not the physical life that we live, although it has a reflection of the spiritual life that we have through Christ. But if we're not careful, we can allow that physical life to interfere and to stop the spiritual reward that God has for his people. Therefore, in verse chapter 4, since a promise remains of entering his rest, Let us fear lest any of you seem to come short of it. We haven't entered into that eternal rest. And there ought to be a respect, a fear, a healthy respect to God. What he says, what he's asking, lest we come short of him. Not a step. Without Jesus will I take you sang it? Did you mean it? Did it come from your heart that you truly intend not to take a step without Jesus? Where He leads, I will follow. And you're given Israel of old as example several times in the scriptures. God led. The people were following, but they were murmuring, complaining, longing for a former way of life. And outside of Joshua and Caleb, an entire adult generation did not enter into that promised land. That rest hasn't been achieved and the writer saying we need to be careful lest we come short of being able to enter that land. He reminds them there in the fifth chapter towards the end of it, about a time when those who have, had become Christians, right into those of his day as well, that there's a time for growth to take place. A time for that faith in Christ to grow stronger day by day. Being able to see the one whom cannot be seen with a physical eye to be able to see with the spiritual eye beyond what is transpiring in the physical realm. And we judge so much of what happens to us in the physical realm based upon the, what we see or perceive to be the ability of God. Israel of old needed to be reminded God is far above what they're able to think or comprehend He's able to do more than they had anticipated or dreamed of. He's already demonstrated that. And yet they still came up short. They still doubt him. They did not have a complete revelation of God as to how he intended to unfold his plan of redemption That's done through the Old Testament, leading into the new, to the coming of Christ. What he would go through as he lived his life here, the rejection that he would receive, the ridicule, the mocking, and then the crucifixion. And all of that for him to do the will of the Father. There's a time when growth should have taken place. Chapter 5 and verse 11 and following. We have much to say about this Jesus whom you're not able to bear at this time because you've become dull of hearing. You've already concluded some things without hearing all that God has to say. You've already concluded some things without Placing an absolute trust in God and in Christ that they will see you through this life. The Christians of this day, in this particular book, were undergoing extreme persecution. They're being encouraged, they're being challenged, they're being rebuked, they're being beaten. You're in the land that God gave to his people. Those would be some that were living in the city that God had selected to cause his name to dwell, and where the temple of the Lord was erected for his glory and his honor. But if you go back and read the establishment of the temple, It was more for easing the conscience of David and Solomon. David's thought of why should I dwell in a house of cedar? And the Lord dwell in a tent. That doesn't seem right. So we're building a temple for the glory of God. It was for their glory. And so they're being challenged. Moses, we know. Jesus, we do not know who he is. So come back and worship the way we know according to Moses. But they had not listened to Moses, who told them that there was a prophet coming like unto him. And he was the one that they had better listen to. And that prophet, indeed, would be Jesus. For the time you ought to be teachers, you have need of someone to teach you again the principles of the oracles of God and have become need of milk and not solid food. Everyone who partakes of only milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. A time to grow. A time to deepen that faith in God. A time to trust Him. Each step that I take. Do I really take each step? Wanting to do the will of Christ. Each obstacle do I, that I over that I encounter, do I understand? God is with me, and God has a plan. Sometimes it's to learn from those obstacles, learn from those hardships. A time to, to press on and to see that nature of God. Picture Him again as the as the flesh in the flesh, on this earth, the teachings that he gave, the lessons that he set, through the examples that he encountered. Picture him on the cross, that perfect sacrifice for the sins of mankind, one time for all time. But then picture him in heaven, Seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Picture him as the intercessor pleading your case before God. Of his working in your life, you belong to him. He has that way of working that we do not fully comprehend. Again, we catch a glimpse of that from the, spirit, from the physical realm as well. It's interesting to see children grow, to see them look and begin to mimic and to learn lessons as they're growing of what it is. To be a human being. What's involved? Restrictions, limitations in some areas. Boundless opportunities in others. Ability to achieve beyond comprehension. What's out there? And to understand that as that's moved into the spiritual realm as well. Physically, we must grow. Spiritually, we can stop the process if we're not careful. But for us spiritually to see the same opportunity and illustration. There are things we can and cannot do spiritually based on the word of God. But there are opportunities that are beyond comprehension of what can be achieved by those who serve God. Consider for just a moment. The 11 apostles, hearing a command by Jesus, to go into all the world and to preach the gospel to every creation or every creature. And then for Paul to say in Colossians 1:23 that every creature under heaven has heard the word. Boundless opportunity, but an absolute trust in God. I described a little bit in Acts 8 and verse 4, that when the disciples were being persecuted in Jerusalem, they went everywhere preaching the word. All things are possible with God that are in the bounds of his will. All things are possible. Ephesians 3.20 Our God is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. The problem, the reality, comes in chapter 6. There are those who left the faith. Those who drifted away. Drifted away to a degree that the writer says it's impossible to renew them again to repentance. Where that point is, it's difficult to say. But that point is there. I've seen it or heard it illustrated and you can take a in fishing you can take a, a floater or a bob and you can take it down in the water and you can let it go and what'll happen pop right up so you can take that floater down far enough and let it go and what it's not going anywhere it will not come back up where's that point I like the thought I can go down but I can come back up. But if I'm not careful in the life I live I can reach that point. Impossible to renew them again to repentance. It's written for our benefit for our admonition. And Those who believe once saved always saved struggle with that. They're not quite sure what to do with it. So they use the term, well, a true disciple, not just a disciple, but a true disciple will never lose his salvation. And I've heard others, I've seen it from time to time. I keep, I'm keep i still looking for that article. One writing, that those who have confessed Jesus as Savior have eternal salvation, can never lose it. They can become a rep- reprobate. They can walk away, deny Christ. But they will still go to heaven. They will be in heaven, they just will not have any fellowship with God while they're in heaven. Does that even sound logical? But it happens when there are those who have not taken the challenge to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To understand his nature, his purity, to understand his word and his will, have not listened to all the illustrations that have been given. Israel of old came out of captivity. Israel of old led by God in those 40 years, but Israel of old of the adult generation outside the two did not enter that promised land because of unbelief, because of not trusting God. These were written for our instruction that we through the patience and the comfort of the scriptures might have help, might have hope. The question is, what will we do with what we learn? How will we respond to the love that Jesus has demonstrated the patience that he's exercised, the hope that he desires in us of being with him eternally one day. Yea, the invitation song it's right. He is able to deliver thee. But he cannot deliver thee unless you come to him he's waiting his power is there but if we will not accept his invitation then that eternal life cannot be yours if you do not accept his word and live in your life the reward cannot be yours but he is able that invitation is always open it is offered at this time as a convenient time for one who may, who may not be yet a child of God to be able to do that, to repent of the sins that separate them from God, to confess Jesus as the Savior, the only Savior of mankind, obey him in baptism for the remission or the forgiveness of sins, to be raised to walk that new life. Whereas a child of God who strayed to come home, he is able to deliver thee. If you would be subject to that invitation, if we could assist you, we could help you. Indeed, we bid you to come as together we stand and sing.